We are live, JW Megawag Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special musical artistic treat. We got a uh, Kristen from our Christine, Christine from Columbia Libya on the on the box right now. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Beauty Radio. Hi. Hey. Hey. Very exciting. I remember the first time I actually saw you guys play was at a farmer's market. Really? Yeah. At the sunset one? Sunset, yeah. Cool, yeah. That was fun. That was the first show we played together um, because we got a new bassist. And so us three, that was our first show ever. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so you got in touch with a... With a Kevin North, huh? Yeah, he's Kevin North is really bud. connecting all the dots. It seems like a lot of dots are being connected. Yeah, he's great. He's he cracks me up, and he he's from England. <laughs> he's actually in England right now, I believe, is he? with his band Flare Up. Oh, really? They're doing a little tour there. Yeah, he was telling me about it. Yeah, I bet he was. He loves telling people about his bands. Ah! Kevin North, you listening right now? No. He's not. Maybe he is. Um, he could be. He's great, though. He, I live two blocks away from the market and in the sunset, and so that's Quilter's territory. Yep, yeah. I live a block away from them, <laughs> and uh, I was moved there during COVID, and then I was like, I want to play music outside. Like I haven't done that in forever, and then I, they had just lifted the ban of no of being able to sing, and so I was like, I found him at the market and asked him and then I told him about my he said like he didn't have anything available for a while and then I showed I told him what my band name was and then I think he looked this up and then he like knew I was legit and I wasn't shit like shitty (laughs) and so then he was like actually we have some the openings and I was like all right Kevin (laughs) shout out to Kevin somewhere out there rocking out yeah, so I'm really excited for your uh, show and your release uh, tomorrow, your um, album release show at Amato's. Yeah. And I know that Trixie had booked that as well. Talk about a workhorse. I can't believe it. Dude, I know. She's the best. She's like <laughs> keeping us in, in gear, in check. And she's great. She's awesome. A friend of mine actually comes through, you know, through the station. Um, he's an accordion singer-songwriter. He's in a band called uh, the Silk Road Truckers. Mm-hmm. He invited me out to this. Uh, it was like a Wednesday night show in the Excelsior. And I was just like, gosh, well, I live pretty close. And I don't know. Do I really have an excuse? I live like a mile away from this place. And I kind of like was kind of tired and didn't feel like going. But it's like I, I got myself out there to go to the show and it was so much fun. Everything that I've uh, been to that she's hosted and booked has been a blast. Yeah. She puts, she puts a lot of work into it. She doesn't just like, you know, put on a show. She like (laughs) promotes it really well. And like, she's bringing these psychedelic balloons or something. She told me. So it's like, she just puts love into it, which you can tell, (laughs) which is sweet. I can't wait. Yeah, I guess um, well, I know Amato's allows the balloon, so I'm really excited for <laughs> the balloon bashing tomorrow downstairs at Amato's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was telling me that some of these other venues, they don't allow the balloon, um, like at Bottom of the Hill, they don't allow balloons inside. Oh, really? I don't know why. I don't know. Huh. 
I guess people get, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't, would people would break things. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, <clears throat> interesting. I was at a uh, show at Rickshaw Stop, mm-hmm. and they were throwing these balloons around, and I went up there. Was and it went, the Happies? You know what? It was. That was one of the shows <laughs> I was there. Yeah. Were you at that one as well? Yeah. Shout out to the Happies, huh? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah. We got a heck of a community here. Yeah, we do. We freaking do. Yeah. Yeah, so this uh, new album um, for the release show tomorrow, um, gosh, I can't get over the shirt. I want to buy like a bunch of these shirts. Dude, just got a new bunch of them, a new load in. There'll be 50 plus at the show tomorrow, so you can buy at least 20 for yourself. 20. <laughs> so this uh, this man game song i remember i played this on the show a couple weeks ago when you just come out with this uh single oh yeah is this off the new record or yeah so uh seed elusive and man game are three singles that we came out with and they're all on the record um coming out tomorrow plus four more songs so that's the that's the whole album just did like a few singles to kind of little teaser yeah just like now you know when i when i yeah when i (laughs) released a record three years ago four years ago i just released it and then i like didn't tell anybody and then my friend from the happies um sanchez (laughs) he's like great he was he's has a marketing background and he's like all business staff and so yeah so i was like before i drop this i need help so i went to his house and just sat down and he white he had a whiteboard and just like it did marketing band marketing 101 to me and it a lot of it was like i'm not gonna do that but um a lot of it helped and yeah just kind of like slowly releasing not just being like here's everything yeah you know i think the happies are one of the first bands i'd seen with the you know sponsors and where i've seen it pop up out of nowhere i was like oh wow the happies what they're from here Mm mm-hmm they're in my backyard. What? Yeah. They're playing punk. I, I mean, I don't know, it's a mutation of rock and roll, whatever it is, which it's, uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I it. think what you guys are doing is a mutation of rock and roll as well. What do you, what do you think the genre is? I think it's, um, it's definitely, uh, it's your own sound, but I would say it's rock and roll. I, I've seen it. Um, I've seen your, uh, band description on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you're going for a grunge thing, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's I, I've always had a problem with um, trying to label us and to everyone. Oh, just in, you in know? general. Rock I mean, and roll. <laughs> yeah, that's like the, I, I always just say al- alternative, but you know, I do like to get a little more descriptive than that because that could be anything. That is really exciting. Um, we got an exciting hour ahead of us. I wanted to play one of these tracks. And we'll come back here, sit in the box with um, Muni Radio here, Christine, and um, getting geared up for this uh, show at Amato's tomorrow, which I, I can't wait. I always have a good time there. Yeah. And so this song is called Man Game. This is off your new record that is coming out tomorrow. Get your tickets to Amato's. And um, yeah, you'll see me up front. I'm going to be in the front. I'm going to be crowd serving if I can. I don't know if I can get away with it anymore, but I'll try to do it. I have some hefty people coming. I'll hold you (laughs) up. Hi.
Columba Leva here, Mutiny Radio FM. Got Christine in the box here, getting geared up for the show tomorrow, this album release. I can't wait. I cannot wait either. Yeah. <laughs> There's just some cool glasses. Thanks. Got them at Outside Lens. 15 bucks. That's a good deal. I was just like, there's so many people here and I don't want anybody to see me <laughs> or know who I am or talk to me. And so I bought these in there. Like, see, you can see my eyes. You can, you I know? can, yeah. Yeah, they don't hide you for your face, but they look cool. So I've seen rose lens glasses, but those are purple lens glasses, yeah. what they look like. Yeah. Getting a visual out there. <laughs> That's all right. There's sometimes, yeah, with this pandemic, you know, I had these rose uh, lens glasses where I was just like, gosh, you know what? It's kind of a downer, you know? I just want to walk outside and, you know, there's something about wearing you know, alternate mm-hmm. lens glasses like that. I'm sure everything's a little bit brighter. Yeah. Know? No, it made the whole experience so much better. <laughs> Can you imagine your band playing at outside lands one day? Yeah, but I was thinking when I was there how a lot of the bands are just not not experimental. And like that's kind of changed. Like old outside lands, I think, had... You know, more alternative bands, but a lot of this was just like safe, newer pop, where like the, every beat was the same beat with different, you know, kind of lyrics over it. at least some of the, you know, smaller bands. Were they using an electric drum set or? Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of bands now use electric drum sets. You know, there was very, there was very few of my friends, my roommates were making fun of me because I was like searching for real drums. Like, when is there going to be, when is there a show with real drums? Everyone's just fake. But I'm just old school like that, you know? Yeah. What is your drummer's name? Uh, his name's Josh, but uh, <laughs> I call him Josh. Josh. J-O-R-S-H. Josh. Josh. <laughs> it's been his nickname since he was like a kid so um that's how i met him as a kid yeah yeah, yeah like a time travel 12 year old i guess and then we didn't really we we had mutual friends and then we didn't see each other until <sighs> we were like 23 24 and then um my bassist at the time we started playing together and then he was, I was like, we need a drummer for this show or for a show ever. And, um, he recommended George. So we met up and that, and the rest is history. Actually, you know what? It's, I saw you guys play at bottom of the hill too. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was a month or two ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Gosh. End of September. I think. Time flies. Yeah. That was a great show back. I didn't think it was going to be that packed. Yeah, especially with things, um, you know, with COVID and everything. Actually, I mean, try to say that the C word on um, on mutiny because it's just like whatever. It's just like people are at this point are just fucking tired of being locked up. Right. Like, oh yeah. By the way, we're not NPR, so you could curse like a sailor if you want. Great. I was yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely gonna accidentally swear, and I wonder if they do beeps like someone's in a room somewhere being like, oh, uh, you know what's. <laughs> 
You know what's so funny is that like there's something about it when you beep out somebody when they're cursing that's even funnier than if they were cursing. <laughs> it's like Yeah. Seriously. You should get one of those people. I know some Yeah, you know what is <laughs> I know of some people that I've met but they aren't artists. I mean, I don't know. I think life is an art form. I mean, just being alive is an art form. <laughs> you know I mean, I can I'm trying to think. I know I could bring someone in here. I know somebody that could really just I mean, uh, just bartender actually. I'll mention their name um on the air. But uh I remember one time I was there. I was at, you know, a local bar. Mm-hmm. And um I know I talk with my hands and no one could see. Uh <laughs> And she had, somebody had closed out their tab and on the note they said, can you please not curse? Oh my God. <laughs> it's just like, that's super funny. <laughs> and so, uh, there was this, uh, Tiki Desk concert that we had done and we'd went over to this bar and there was just so many people that were there and somebody had, you know, that's the thing with BYOB. That's a problem. Like you bring your beers to a house, but then you run out of beers. So you go out to a store and then you come back then everyone's leaving. So somebody had a 12 pack of beer and walked in to uh, this bar with a 12 pack of beer. And everyone's at that point, pretty, what's the right word? Jaded. Pretty, pretty, pretty wobbly at that point, you know? And so, you know, we're buying all, you know, everyone is buying drinks, but then there was this 12 pack of beer that was laying around and somebody started, you know, drinking from the, at the bar. Mm-hmm. And so she was, she was pretty cool about it. Um, the first time, <laughs> uh, uh, but then the second time, so she's like, Hey, you know, you guys can't do this. You guys, you know, you're, you can't drink beer here that you didn't buy here. Come on. You know I mean? Like, and I know that too, but it's hard to micromanage that many people. Right. And the second time that she had seen uh, somebody drink, she's like, Get the fuck out of my bar. You guys are trash. <laughs> I was just like, that's hilarious. Somebody made a pin. <laughs> like a little pin. Oh on my it. God. So the quote? Yeah, the oh, quote. That's great. Yeah. I just, um, it's pretty great. <laughs> but, um, have you ever been kicked out of a bar? Um, kind of i a similar thing happened like that story where my (laughs) my cousin brought beer it was my cousin and uh shout out to the cousins but he it was all closed so he was just getting an 18 pack before the the corner store is closed and then he brought it and then some dude took a beer thinking like oh we're all friends here and i was like talking to the to the people that took the beers they thought oh we're friends like that's your cousin you know but then my cousin got pissed because he's irish and freaking angry and then they got in like this huge brawl so i guess we didn't get kicked out but we got like they went to jail oh oh whoa (laughs) whoa that that escalated pretty quickly, so it yeah, was just. It was a, well, it was at um. It, old, <laughs> it was old elbow room. Uh, on Valencia. On Valencia, and it's Ooh. right across the street from the police station. Oh my! So they get in this huge fight, and then these like ten police officers just walk across the street, and they're like, "You guys are so stupid." What a funny story! Like, we just wa- we just walked here because we saw this. Um, yeah, it was funny. That is a great story. It's our our family claim to fame 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot know. of them actually. <laughs> my my immediate family wasn't very. I love my family, but my immediate family. No, there's no buts. Family is family, but uh, my my immediate family wasn't very creative. So my cousins were the creative ones. Mm-hmm. They were the freak shows, you know. They could play guitar behind their back and stuff. I'm like, right. what? The fuck? You know? Yeah. Um. Cousins are cool. Yeah, I have I have like sixty cousins. Wow, that's right. Because you're Irish. I have a friend a friend I grew up with. He's an Irish Catholic, and he was uh. Yeah, I mean his his dad had eight other siblings, mm-hmm. so he had just so many cousins. It was That's crazy. Exactly my case. I don't know if it was the Catholic or the Irish or the combination of the both. It's a combination, deathly combination. But yeah, my dad has eight brothers and sisters, so they all are in Ireland, and they they just have a lot of babies. <laughs> Keep doing it. Just doing it. I met someone the other day. He has a granddaughter that's younger than his son. So you remarried and had a kid. So there's technically his granddaughter and his son is their uncle, but he's younger than they are. Yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes, you know? I mean, you got eight kids. I mean, imagine that's going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So where did you um where did you record this record? Uh Prairie Sun recording studio up in Katati. Have you heard of it? Katate. Katati. Where is that? No. It's uh it's in between Petaluma and uh Santa Rosa. So up north in Sonoma County, my friend, another member of the Happies, Brett Brazil, he uh, started interning there during COVID uh, as an engineer and then um, reached out to me with this like offer that they were trying to do um, online I, and I entered into it and lost but then they uh, ended up giving discounts to everybody that even entered in so I booked some time there last October which is fucking crazy because it's a year ago yeah it really flies it does every time i'm always like i'm gonna get this record out just a couple months real quick and then it always takes a year and a half um but (laughs) but yeah he reached out to me and uh they have amazing equipment the killers had just recorded there right before us the killers yeah it's kind of this you know backcountry prairie Esque farmland, um, and this the owner Muka has owned it since I think seventies or eighties, and um, Tom Waits has like there's like the Tom Waits room vocal room he records there quite often, and uh, yeah, lots of legends, and so they have great equipment like that, you know microphones that are seven grand and stuff, so. Uh, yeah, we spent three days there. Three days. Yeah. Oh, there's something that's kind of magical about that to be in the same studio, you know, that these other big, like Tom Waits and Brandon Flowers and these other artists that are coming through that are, you know, I mean, I've at this point, even if you don't like Brandon Flowers for the killers, he's a 
I mean, he's a freaking rock star. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, it was cool. I just, I had just found out that when we were there and it kind of did like give me a little, a little, I don't a little know. chill. A yeah. Chill to be in the same space. You just feel a little is more important. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out, is he from here? Uh, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I know. I, I had an Alvy um, from Alvy and the Breakfast Pigs on the show a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. was saying I just met him the other day. Oh, or the so other great, so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. You could be in the worst mood ever when you hear the band name, <laughs> Breakfast Pigs. <laughs> Everything's all right. <laughs> Bringing home the plant-based bacon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, so he, you know, they they recorded their latest record at High Street Studios, which oh, is cool. kind of similar to where you have these big artists, you know, coming through. That, like uh, John Fogerty had recorded there. Mm-hmm. Um, David Bowie, Green Day recorded their Insomniac album there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's legendary. And it makes sense. Brain Stew makes a lot more sense when you think about where they recorded it. Where do they record Brain Stew? Um, so Brain Stew is the off of Insomniac. The uh, oh da, yeah, da. yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I know Green Day. Sorry. Oh no, no, that up. particular song though, it's like right, right, I don't know, right, like right. it doesn't make sense. There's something that's kind of subliminal about it. It's like Led Zeppelin's black dog. Yeah, it's not yeah, about yeah. a black dog. It's yeah. just like there was a black dog in the studio. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Huh. And um I'm sure you could relate with band or with um song names as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where it's just like you name it this because it just makes sense to you. It's you funny because two of the songs I renamed because it wouldn't make sense to anybody. And one was called Track Three. We just <laughs> called it Track Three because it was like the th- we always played it third when we practiced it, and it was gonna be the third one on the album, which it is. But it was just like Track Three forever, and then I renamed it to Silk Facade, which we could listen to. Yeah, let's do that. Be on my phone. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Kicking bo- back in the box here with Christine. From Columbia, Livia. Columbia, Livia. Columbia, Livia. <laughs> Getting geared up for Amato's tomorrow. I'm so excited. And yeah, got some pistachios and some uh, healthy snacks, along with some uh, some coffee scotch mallows, um, which is a new thing that you know for the the hundredth centennial year of sees candies that they're doing. Yeah. Okay. One second. I still need time. It's oh yeah, no, totally. It's no, loading. we could, we could, yeah. I don't know. The Google drive thing here is, could be really iffy. I had coyote creates. So I couldn't believe it. She drove all the way down here. <laughs> it's pretty funny. We got a call from someone in, from Thailand that day. There's people listening in from everywhere. Wow. That's cool. Shout out to, uh, Everyone listening in? Okay, I think it's ready. It's ready, yeah. Just go ahead and play it. Yeah, go for it. We're going to crank it.
sitting back here in the box here with Christine getting geared up for the Amato's show tomorrow and yeah there's going to be a lot of um, I was talking to someone the other day about it and I was just like I was at a party I was at it like this um, I was at a dinner table or it was like a restaurant and we had told uh, the server that you know, it's our friend's birthday. We want to have a surprise, you know, birthday thing for them. Uh-huh. Um, like to go to the table and like with a cake or whatever. Right. And so the server, when we're, you know, getting ready to close out the tab, she's like, are you guys ready for your surprise? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's so great. Oh my God. I hate, I was a server for uh, many years and I hate, like hated that part. In the beginning, I loved it. When I was like a teenager serving, I was like, yeah, like make your day wonderful. Happy birthday. Like, oh yeah. And then like back from college waiting tables, it was like, it's your fucking birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You think I fucking care? (laughs) It's really fun to like go and when you know it's not somebody's birthday, but you say that it is like, oh, it's my Mm. friend's birthday. And then they show up and you're like, I've done that a couple times. I don't know. Yeah. No, Only at Fisherman's Wharf. Though. You really should do it every time you go out to dinner. <laughs> so what's and birthday? get free dessert. Like, nobody checks IDs. No one fucking ever would ever do that. That's my new goal. Fake my birthday everywhere I go. Yeah. There's this um, really funny ad. I think I might have... Maybe last week or the... I'd done this. I'd hosted this Tiki Desk concert and had a couple bands play there. And one of them... Um, the band's roommates had such a great time. They said they wanted to have their birthday party at my place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm throwing a uh, kid's birthday parties now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the birthday thing Wait, was Wait, the Tiki awesome. Dex is at your house? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's... um On your roof? On the roof, yeah. Cool. It's a commercially zoned place. 
It actually doesn't really make any sense. In the 1940s, it used to be a parking lot for Safeway, the mm -hmm. Safeway that was there. Mm -hmm. I lived, I've been at this place for five years now. Uh, when I first moved in, it was a vacuum repair store underneath, which does not even make sense. Definitely a cover. Yeah. And they were smoking pot and cigarettes downstairs. I don't really care. I mean, like, I like the whole Vegas thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was cool. I mean, I didn't complain. I'm not a high maintenance and I'm not going to complain. But it was very clear when they moved out of there that like the five or six mattresses that were, you know, on the sidewalk. I'm like, I knew there was fucking people down there. Yeah, for real. For a front. Yeah. You think it was a drug front? You know what? As I think it was more of a front and it was somebody's family that was living down there. Which. I mean, they could have just been living down there and repairing vacuums to get by. Possibly. What I realized is that, and myself, I had this old Kirby vacuum still to this day. I think it was a wedding present that was given to my parents for their as a wedding gift wow. back in, I don't want to be ageist or anything, but yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> and, um, and I have this vacuum. And so if I, if this thing broke, it would cost more to fix it than to just go buy a new one at this yeah. point. So it doesn't really, I knew it. I was just like, this is kind of, I don't know, but I didn't care. Nobody fixes anything anymore. Like any appliance. They just throw it away and get a new one. And that's, that's how it our comes. society. That's what it's become. <laughs> yeah. I did um buy a guitar. A um imagine that me buying a guitar. You know, it's like, oh yeah, Christine bought a guitar. Wow, I'm super surprised. Yeah. Um there was uh someone I bought a guitar from uh it's about a year ago. And it was, it was online for 120 bucks. It was an old hammer, slammer hammer guitar. It's a, basically a, um, a knockoff Strat. It's like a Korean made, it's like a Squire basically. Mm -hmm. And they had it online uh, for 120 bucks. And so I had sent a message. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm interested in this guitar. They get back to me. It's like, hey. And then, you know, a week later, he didn't get back to me. It's like, hey, you know what? So I'll give you 80 bucks and I won't waste your time. Mm -hmm. And so I got there, I picked up this guitar and, you know, when you plug in the guitar and if that part was kind of fall, fell into the guitar, which if you play guitar, that's a pretty normal thing to happen. It's like, it's easy fix. Yeah. So it was the deal. I was like, I'm just going to give this guy 80 bucks and that's going to be it, you know? And so I, um, I came back to the station here, um, cause it was on a Friday and I fixed it. I just, you know, got a little, you know, whatever and screwed it in, plugged it in. And it was, you know, one of the pickets was messed up, but, but Josh Kahn was here. And so he's on the Silkwood Truckers. Uh, the guy could play a, uh, a broomstick and it would sound good. Yeah. You know, this thing was totally busted. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, just we, we put some new pickups on it. I'd never done that before, but I mean, anything's re repairable, I guess. Yeah, totally. I just got my uh, guitar set up. Um and it sounds better than it's ever sounded. My band was freaking out when they heard it. They were just like, whatever happens, like that, it's it's perfect. You know, even uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I, I, I've grown to appreciate Stevie Ray Vaughan a lot more now. I felt like just because the first time I heard Stevie Ray Vaughan play, I know you're a guitar player. And, uh, you know, he, he did a Jimi Hendrix cover. 
little wing or something. I was just like, oh, yeah. it sounds just like Jimi Hendrix little wing. You know, this particular recording, it was probably because he got sent some big record label. They had the royal, whatever, you know, I mean, but once you get it under a big record label, but he did something to his guitar where he had sanded down the fret board mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I don't know what you did to customize your guitar, but. Well, we, well, I got different strings, thicker strings. Jaguars tend to need thicker strings. That's right. Strings. It's a Jaguar. And yeah. so I got 12s and then I raised the pick up. He raised the pickups up, um, but now all my pedals sound better. Like, it's just it's kind of exactly how I want it to sound. Um, yeah, my brother my brother taught me guitar, and he was obsessed oh. with Stevie uh, Ray Vaughan. Oh really? Oh wow! Like he would like when I was he's ten years older than me, so I was like oh, nice. fourteen. He was twenty four. He was like just completely into mastering guitar because he like gets obsessed with things and masters them and i was just like oh i freaking like green day and weezer and i want to learn guitar and he taught me some things at that age um but i remember him playing little wing like every day every single day he was obsessed (laughs) oh those inspirations are great and I'd seen, um, I saw this quote, it's my favorite Ozzy Osbourne quote. And this quote, he says, I mean, I feel like I need to have that, that thick British accent for it to really uh-uh. like work. He had said, don't play me a riff that's going to impress Joe Satriani. Uh-uh. Play me a riff that's going to make a kid pick up the guitar and play. Seriously. And that's what I feel like Weezer and Green Day. <laughs> Yes, dude, it's crazy. When you especially mentioned Green Day, Green Day I went no. to a Green Day concert at Bill Graham when I was thirteen. It was the first show, like real show, I'd been to. Because I went to my first concert was Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Actually, no. I'm my first huge... concert was Weird Al, and my Weird second Al? concert was Britney Spears, and my third concert was Green Day. I'm a huge Britney. Yeah. We got a lot of Britney fans here out there <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Everyone out there, the virtual audience. Uh, <sighs> Just a huge inspiration of mine. I don't know. I feel like theatrically. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I uh, crowd surfed there for the one, one and only time as a 13 year old. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is wrong. And like, I shouldn't have done this, but wow. I'm like, you go all the way to the front when you're a tiny 13 year old. And, uh, yeah, I just like these security guards grab you and like, you just get to see the stage at Bill Graham front, like front and center. Oh, and I remember at that show, remember, um, they brought up three people from the audience that could play guitar, drums, and bass, and they had them play a Green Day song. Yes. They were like, who plays guitar? And they like taught him the song, whatever it was, probably the easy three chord song like they always do. But like that blew my mind. And I was like, wow, these people could like just go on stage and be ready and like be that good at their instrument. And then I was like, fuck, I need to play guitar. Yeah. I'm done. That's a, that's something that, that hit me. And I think people listening into there's just something about it. I mean, punk rock is just 
there's something so powerful about it because you don't need to be i mean like i remember being six years old and picking up the guitar i couldn't play a full like bar chord my hands weren't big enough so a power chord was like you could play a power chord and uh sony are you i mean, led zeppelin's my favorite band of all time i don't know what your favorite is so someone had said, I mean, you think about it, I mean, like Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hendrix is very progressive. He was using a lot of feedback, but this d- distortion, I don't know. I can't remember hearing any distortion, in, you know, electric Ladyland or anything, mm-hmm. but, um, with Jimmy page, you know, and with his Gibson Les Paul he used, you know, distortion. Right. And so with distortion, I mean, you can't play a full bar chord because of the harmonic levels are too high. So he was just playing the top three strings of the, which was a power chord. And, you know, it was basically a power chord. And it, it makes sense. I know Iggy Pop, you know, the you know, Rolling Stones calls, you know, Iggy Pop, the godfather of punk rock. He said uh, that his two biggest influences were Led Zeppelin and The Doors. And so the argument is, is if Jim Morrison was the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, that would have been punk. Ah! <laughs> Especially, I mean, you think about, maybe not all of it, because a lot of it was acoustic, but, you know, like a uh, communication breakdown. You think about think Ramones. About. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would have been punk, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for <laughs> some, it depends on what song you're talking about. You know, I mean, Stare What Happened, that wouldn't have made sense. You know, like, uh, you know, some of their, you know, um, like The Ocean. You know the song The Ocean? Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's true. And I'm sure, like... Well, that's what Iggy Pop had said. I don't know. I'm just going off what he said. <laughs> don't quote me. It's what Iggy Pop said. It's what okay. Iggy Pop said. <laughs> Johnny Ramone said that Elvis Presley and uh, John Lennon were his, his biggest... Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin have to, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, power chords existed for a long, long time before that. I'm sure there's people playing power chords for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or punk. For sure. That we don't know about. Hidden. Somebody out there. On the know? radio waves. <laughs> Somewhere. Um,. What what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so this new record is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. And it's such a tease. It's I want to hear the whole thing, you know. Okay. Do I want to play a song on my phone? Yeah. If we're ready for that. Yeah, totally. Okay. Blare it. This one's called In Tune and it's the first track of the album. Um and <laughs> uh, it's be it's becoming my favorite song. I really love playing it live too. Um, and we play it first usually. Kind of a epic intro song. Um, hold up, just finding it, just finding it here. Finding it. Oh, just there we go. There we go. I think. And there it is. Oh, 
Not yet. Sorry. 21st in Florida, getting <laughs> geared up for a comedy battle here at 6 o'clock. Oh, cool. Sit back in the, uh, comedy battle? Comedy battle, yeah. So we're, Oh, sorry, there it is. Sorry, no, sorry. that's cool. Yeah, that's okay. great. I love it. All right. Let's do it. <laughs>
<laughs> and there's a fun outro. Yeah. It's like an outer body experience. Yeah. And that's what happens live. But even better and longer, crazier. And with outfits and decor. I work for an event design company and uh, I saw that we were using these black crows for something for Halloween and we just picked them up. So I was like, can I borrow these for the weekend? And they were like, sure. So I have a bunch of black crows I'm going to put all over the stage. <laughs> That's tomorrow. awesome. And uh, it's also a flower shop. We have a ton of hydrangeas, which are like the big puffy white flowers. And so I was going to make that the, uh, I was going to put them on the floor. So it kind of looks like a cloud. So it's like I'm on a cloud with my crows. That's fun. <laughs> ah, it's going to be cool. It's very Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Trying to make the experience. Giving a cloud. I can't wait. It's going to be cool. Amato's tomorrow, 21st and Valencia. Which is literally so close to here. It's a little bit ridiculous because we're yeah. on 21st in Florida. It's literally wow. eight blocks away. Wow. Exactly. Is there it's a, a show tonight there? I actually, do you know if there is? Because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there is. I um, got invited to um, the show again at Bottom of the Hill. It's funny because I was there last night. I'm going there again tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, we we're talking about Green Day earlier. So. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's kid is in this band that's headlining oh. tonight at uh, Bottom of the Hill. Crazy! What's the band name? Um, it is. Um, it's got a Q in it. Um, oh wow! Somebody's like free Britney. Everyone's all free Britney. Like I'm going crazy. <laughs> my Instagram is blowing up. They're like, "Oh my God, free Britney!" Britney is fear or freed at this point. Britney needs to be brought back. I think. Yeah. She's free. She's um, the the fact. I mean that you were. Crowd surfing at a Britney Spears concert, your second concert you went to, <laughs> gives me that chills. That wasn't true. I was crowd surfing at Green Day. I wish I was crowd surfing at Britney Spears. Nobody did that. Oh, it was at Green Day. <laughs> okay, no, I thought. Okay, I might have misheard. I was the only one crowd surfing at 1998 Britney Spears concert. Yeah, so let me look this <laughs> at up. Eight years old. <laughs> Ultra Q is the name of the band uh, that Billy Joe Armstrong's kid is in. Um, and they're playing at bottom of the hill tonight with Buzz Lightbeer and Sixty okay, um, Jonah of them. Buzz Lightbeer, I think I might have seen them once a couple years ago, but um, I hear they're great. I hear good things. Have you seen them before? I have. Yeah, it was funny because I was sitting back here just like you and I are right now, right, and I right, had right. um. This, uh, this band that was here, and we're talking about these two shows that were happening. And there was one happening at the Beehive, which is in the Sunset, which I'm sure you've heard of before because you're in the Sunset. Um, I hope they're still around. I hope I haven't actually heard of them. Beehive? Beehive. They're right next to the Riptide. They're kind of out there. There's a little basement kind of thing. And so there was two shows going on. It was like mm-hmm. some show at the Beehive and another show, the Ice Cream Band was playing at bottom of the hill. This was um, last year. And so the band that was on the show, I'm just like, hey, well, you guys should go to the Beehive and I'll go to this ice cream show because I had some artists in town visiting. So we went to go see the ice cream man, or ice cream man. 
I don't know, gender pronouns and the whole thing. The ice cream band. <laughs> um, we went to go see them play uh, at Bottom of the Hill. And so I was with um, some of their artists and a friend that I grew up with. And we walked in and it was just, you know, we walked in at the perfect time. We got our drinks. We're in the crowd. And then this band that I never heard of which went out to be Buzz Lightbeer um, mm-hmm. had played. And it was just, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like with you guys as well, it's a, it's, it's, it's rock. It's like a rock and roll. It's a mutation of rock and roll. I mean, it's, um, I feel like if you're in good company, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good time. That was the first time I seen Buzz Lightbeer play. And then one of my friends, uh, their girlfriend, is a huge Buzz Lightbeer fan. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, we're going to Buzz Lightbeer. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Cool. Yeah. Gotta check them out next time. Next next time. Oh, wait. That's tonight. I don't think I can go. I have to go to a... I'm, have you heard of So Far Sounds? Yeah. I work for them. So I gotta, That's go, awesome. to, I gotta go to one of those shows. <sighs> yeah, great. if you ever want to play it, you should. And I can get you to play it. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I would. I would love to. I am um, this. Uh, this new project. This little trio. This punk rock trio has been so much fun. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a mosh. It's a mosh. <laughs> um, it's not very so far, but we we'll make it work. <laughs> oh really? Uh oh. Uh-oh. No, it is. No, everything. Okay. Everything is. I want to bring in more. Wait a minute. So how much? I mean, not much, but um, how long if you um, it doesn't matter how long you've been there. That's so cool that you got connected <laughs> to that. How did you? How did you find it? Oh, just online. I um, during COVID was finding new work and uh, stumbled upon that and went through a bunch of interviews and. Um, they're based out of New York. They're actually based out of London. Oh, really? Yeah, but and that's where it started. Uh, was it New York or London? London. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know. 2009 in London, and uh, that's where the founders started it. Um, and uh, then it moved to LA and New York. I think were the first uh, cities after London, and then. And then now we're in like 300 different cities around the world. Uh, Please let us know if there's anything we can do to support. I oh, really yeah. like that concept of yeah. the, the, not necessarily a house party, but I mean, in general, just like it just pop up and mm-hmm. be anywhere. Totally. Um, yeah. No, you should, uh, you should come check out some shows. I think you'd really like them there. And it's, yeah, the concept is great because it's true that we constantly go to shows and we don't necessarily support the artists as best as we should. Like the whole concept behind so far is that the founder went, was going to a show, his friend's show and um, everybody was on their phone and like talking and getting wasted and like not giving two fucks about the artists. So they were like, what can we do to create a space where like, you can go see a show and everyone is quiet and really there and not on their phones and like 
I'm a big supporter of that philosophy for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of, a lot of, you know, friends of mine, including my, um, including my own father, actually, um, who, you know, I guess once you stop drinking, like maybe there's, there's some of alcohol is definitely involved in some of it, but you know, my, my dad, he stopped drinking. He was 21, Mm. like before he even had me. So I was raised in a dry home. Right. And I feel like, um, there's a lot of people out there that don't drink and being in a bar situation maybe isn't the most comfortable place to be. And maybe, you know, I feel like I'm a mental health is my number one thing. I don't yeah. get too far out here, but I feel like Absolutely. with alcohol and that kind of thing, it's self-medication. And yeah. I feel like a way to, you know, constructively approach it is that like everyone has a certain level of a drinking problem, you know, mm. like, I know I'm talking with my hands again, but um, yeah. it's like, you remember that one time you had too much to drink, you know, when right. you fell down the steps or whatever. I just, uh, I feel like when you have, when something like that is happening, I, I find that a lot is that there's some people that I know who I won't mention. I don't know. I'm really passionate about people that when you have too many drinks and you're like, you're on your phone you're like, ah, and then like the band's playing, it's like, come on, really? Right. There was somebody I invited to a comedy show. <laughs> they were super funny. And Pam was there um, as at Dolores. And they decided that they wouldn't make a comment on every comedian's joke. And I'm just like, am I sitting next to this person right now? And I'm like, yeah. you know, it's just, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is something that's, you know, if you're playing in a setting like that where people aren't, you know, taking 20 shots of yeah. It's tequila not about in the, the back. party. I mean, you can still come and have a drink, but it's like more so, you know, don't get fucked up and try to look for somebody to have sex with. Like you just <laughs> you you go there and you listen to these great, super talented up and coming artists in your area that you have no idea about. And a lot of these people, you know, we find in the beginning of their career and then they turn out to be Hot shots, <laughs> big shots. So, yeah, it's a fun job. I love it. It sounds. I, I mean, love to be around other inspiring musicians. Yeah, me too. And I feel like you know, with uh, with Mutiny here, um, we have a really a big comedy thing going on here. So I feel like a different type of fish and a different type of pond. And when you have these comedians coming through here, someone's like, is there any kind of open mic in general? When you got artists coming up there and just open mic, it's like, you know, there's maybe 20 people that are performing and you'll be like, yeah, you maybe a handful of those people, you're in tears laughing. Right. You're like, oh, they're so funny. And other people are funny, but you're like, that person's going to be a star. Mm. Like, and it's, it's cool. I mean, so with So Far Sounds, I'm just, I figure how you recruit artists or how you find them. Um, but maybe that's a whole different, uh, different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I could do this, but then like, I'm going to have so far pay me to do this. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, they got the, they got the funds to do that. But the album, the album comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is it coming out at 12 AM? Yeah. I guess tonight at midnight. Tonight at midnight. Midnight reveals is the name of the album. No big deal. And that makes sense. Comes out at midnight. Midnight reveals. Midnight reveals. We have got to, yeah. So I'll make a little ping on that on on mutiny as well. 
give people the, I mean, yeah. I mean, I finally bought into the whole Spotify thing, you know, mm-hmm. not, I mean, I quite a while ago now, but I remember for a while, I was like in the beginning, I was like, man, you know, such a pain, but I got the premium plan now. Oh. They sucked me into. Yeah. I, I, to do it. I just thought it was, I'm going to get spend $10 a month on something. It's going to be that. It's going to be music. You know? Um, you want to play another song? Yeah, let's okay. do it. This off the new record. Off it's coming the out new at 12 a.m. Record. Uh, oh, I know what I want to play. This one's called Stone Cold. Also, not on Spotify yet until midnight tonight. Um, gotta find it again. This um, was the mixer who mixed this, uh, Christopher Daddio in Oakland from Donut Time. Have you heard of it? I have not, no. Um, he's the shit. He is the best, and he makes everything sound so much better. Um, he, this was his favorite song. Donut Time, I think, yeah. Um, okay. There it is. Woo! We have a live media radio.
Club Olivia here on uh, Muni Radio FM. Getting geared up for the show tomorrow. Sitting back here with some pistachios, some hint, and a little water in a can. A little water in a can. <laughs> margarita in a can or something. Little tiny baby margaritas. So cute. Um, so there's this, uh, yeah, the pistachios. That's a great song. Thanks. Yeah, it's called Stone Cold. It'll be out tomorrow. Um, like I, was, I can't wait to hear this live tomorrow. Yeah, the motto. I think it's better. It's just better live. Everything's better live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except some bands aren't better live, but I think we're better live. Um. Yeah, can't freaking wait. I'm stoked to play with Rose Hayes and Mild Universe too. Never played with either of them. Just heard amazing things as well. So. Yeah. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. 21st in Valencia, eight blocks away here from the station. Yeah. Downstairs. There's still tickets, but you never know how long those are going to last. Probably not forever. Yeah, we're going to plug that on our uh, <laughs> Mutiny um, IG as well. <sighs> yeah, I mean, this is just going to be an unforgettable show. I just... Oh. I hope so. Um, I'm going to have some bootleg copies of the album on CD <laughs> because that's how prepared I am, uh, which is going to be cool. But I think I'm going to like write some notes in them so they're special, you know? Yeah. Maybe like a meaning, the meaning behind something. <laughs> like a little drawing or something. I don't know. That's, that's great. Tomorrow's I really- work. So with the with the shirts, did you come up with the design yourself, or did you um, have somebody do it? That was that's my buddy Jack Ketchum, who is a fantastic artist. Um, been a friend for like five or seven years now, um, but he, I've always loved his work. And then asked, I had a general idea of what I wanted out of the album cover because I did want it to like into the meaning of the album and so I gave him a few like footnotes and then he just did his thing um he's gonna be there tomorrow he might be selling some other of his works I told him he could and he should and then I'm gonna actually have the album cover printed out and framed in like five five of those for sale too which is um I don't know. I think it looks cool. Yeah, so it's really fun. Somebody else will. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I mean, I love your band. And I think you guys have such a great sound. I'm really excited for the show tomorrow. I think that even if I hadn't heard your band, though, that I would be drawn to this shirt and want to buy it. Great. That's what we want because that's how bands make money. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's fucked. Um but I'm glad you like it. Uh, I'm excited to do another one. I want to do one in black. So we have a white shirt, black shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buy your tickets to the mottos tomorrow. We have plenty of merch to go around for everyone. Hella, hella merch. Hella merch. There's somebody came by, did this show. He's like, hey, should I bring some merch? I'm like, I don't see why not. And they completely sold all of their merch. On like, the show? 
Yeah. On your show, this show? Oh, the Tiki Desk concert. Tiki, oh, yeah. shit. Wow, that's cool. Well, it was like really catchy merch, like your merch as well. It's like mm-hmm. you see it and you have to buy it. Right. Yeah. That's what we are now, merchandisers. We're not musicians. <laughs> We're only merchandisers to make money to be musicians. It's funny. But it's fun to design shirts. I mean, it's another art form that's like... You know, it doesn't suck. It's fun to do. Um, but it's really funny how that's how bands make any money to keep going. I mean, Metallica does that. Like, Metallica makes all their money on their T-shirts and their weird things. And then, even like, all bands. A friend of mine went to this, like, show at Bill Graham. Fuck all that. Um, I forget what it was, but it was, like, some kind of hip-hop kind of rock like pop band guy trip-hop trip-hop is that a thing <laughs> I don't know. and he was he was selling eight like 80 dollars sweatpants that's what i'm trying to get to so like that's what people do 80 dollars sweatpants yeah with his name on it <sighs> sounds great the only <laughs> better than that is consumables <laughs> edible pants because you know that every time they buy a pair of pants they have to buy it. I was talking to someone earlier it's like you know with merch in general it's like you know making because I'm thinking about making shirts too mm-hmm. like well someone buys a shirt and then that shirt lasts for a lifetime right but if it was an edible shirt <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Edi- edible pants I don't know they'd have to come back and buy new edible pants every time yeah that's too much but Unless they I was just thinking about just in general good. just ed- I mean uh, Virginia Rainbow's the tamale lady mm. you know so she I mean you think about it she would go to these bars that, and all the places were closed for food and the bars would get out at 2.30 and she'd be there with her tamale like she goes around the mission right yeah she go- I think she goes to my work but, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, tamales are amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. If people could could drink it or they could eat it, then they're, they're going to come back right, right, for right, more. Right. They're going to have to get more. You oh know. God, you're right. <laughs> I'm going to make a Colombo Olivia drink line. <laughs> Soda. It line. does. You know. Yeah. I feel like with your your guys's <laughs> band name, I feel like you guys have such a great, deeply original sound. I can't wait for the show tomorrow. But it could really go any way you know i mean like it could be a, a drink it could be a, a a line of some kind some sort of a fashion line dude i'd love a fashion line i feel like alvi and the breakfast pigs it's like it sounds like brunch or something mm-hmm. like i want to go there for brunch Pan- yeah pancakes <laughs> and sausages with alvi you could just sell that have breakfast with alvi breakfast with alvi 150 dollars a ticket Something like that. I don't know. It just makes me hungry every time. Yeah. You know. I reach for the pistachios. Yeah, the pistachios. There's this uh, comedian. Her name is uh, Annette. Came through this uh, Halloween witch house a couple weeks ago. It was talking about you know how texting on phone how that's dangerous. But what's more dangerous than texting on a phone is trying to eat pistachios and driving at the same time. Oh, it's yeah, totally. way more dangerous. <laughs> I was eating a sandwich yesterday and driving, and then I noticed a cop was behind me. And I was like, is it illegal to eat and drive? Because, like, there's no way they're going to pull me over for eating. Like, that's crazy. There's so many other shit, so much other shit to worry about. 
Yeah, you know, I, but I, I still hid my sandwich. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not <gasps> fucking. I'm not doing it. I um, I have a lot of friends that actually don't drink, and I went over, you know, to one of my friends' places and had a bunch of non-alcoholic beer. Have you heard this story? Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that it was not. If they didn't tell me it was non-alcoholic, I wouldn't even know the difference. Mm-hmm. So, the argument is, you're talking about your sandwich, you know. Driving. What if you're drinking a non-alcoholic beer and having a sandwich, and you got pulled over? Right. Well, it's not alcoholic, but I just I can't imagine just just driving down the street, driving down you know Mission Street with a a sandwich and a non-alcoholic beer, just like with your opal out the window and just kind of like yeah. drinking it. I don't even think cops would would pull you over for a real beer. My friend in Tahoe, she <laughs> drinks. Literally drinks and drives all the time in Tahoe. But like it's like not it's not like she's fucked up at that point, but it's like her first drink. It's like her number like her first, you know. Maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> oh, it's a right no well, you know what is I feel like I mean you're not you're not saying your friend's name, so you're probably good. Um but it's like her first like pil you know, Pilsner, like four percent beer. And she's going to her friend's house. But, like, it's just kind of rogue out there. It's the country. It's like the... And I'm always like, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I feel so... I can't do this. I'm respectable. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <sighs> it's just not good. It's not smart. It's stupid. Yeah. I know. My, uh, my dad, you know, he had stopped drinking very young. I, I was just mentioning earlier, but... Mm. I took a DUI for him to stop drinking. And he never drank again. He's been sober for 38 years, which I thought was a pretty normal thing. You have a drinking problem, you stop. Right. But no, that's not a real, you know, it's pretty pretty rare. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of always scared me away from alcohol as a kid. Right. You know, and we have a line of really bad alcoholics in the family. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, you know, shot someone at a bar and stuff like really bad. Oh my God. Wow. And so I feel like, you know, when you, when you see someone, you know, get eaten by a shark, you don't swim in the water kind totally. of thing. And so alcohol was always kind of, you know, really hesitant. And uh, I think that's why I became more of a pothead. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like less risk involved. I'd have They're to say the- all the first responders out there, if anyone's listening and if they could choose, like, if you think about all the calls that these, you know, firefighters and police officers go on like what is the what is what is the the main like drug that's that's causing all this alcohol yeah every time (laughs) yeah weed doesn't do a damn thing but make people smile (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful you could drink it now like a cold beer yeah I was sitting, there's this uh, lounge. I got obsessed before the pandemic. I got uh-huh. obsessed with the idea of a smoking pod lounge. Mm-hmm. And there was this place that opened up next to me in um, Bernal Heights, where I'm at. And I wanted to check out the lounge, but they said I had to buy something. So I bought the least expensive thing I could buy, which is a $6 cola, cannabis cola. And I sat in this lounge and cool. I was drinking this cannabis cola. And when I walked out, I felt kind of buzzed mm-hmm. and I was like you know what this is the future people are going to be drinking pot yeah yeah I did that on New Year's this last year a friend of mine brought over this like cute pink bottle of 
weed drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like had it That's on cute. ice and we were just like giggling all night. It was super fun. Cannabis margarita. Uh, it basically, yeah, it was that just marketed it well. I think it's going to take a long time for the whole smoking thing to the stigma of that to, but I mean, when people could realize that you could drink it, how is it any different than alcohol? You know, at yeah. that point. Totally. If you guys came In out with a can, if you guys, if your band came, came out, out with, with a, a cannabis, cannabis line? line, I would drink it. I would smoke it. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to look into that actually. That's genius. Just got to put your damn name on something and then. And then sell it. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Uh, Coffee. Uh, I like the coffee hustle. Uh, The candy thing is is really fun. But people aren't trying to buy a box of candies every day, you know. People drink coffee every single day. Every single day. They love it, love it, love it. And then when they have too much candy, they're like, oh, I can't have any more candy. You know, I've had enough. But nobody can have enough coffee, or they just like, you know, have two a day instead of three. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I could go on forever about that. I just, yeah, I mean, so the whole like single origin being the whole thing. So, what are you a fan of? Phil's coffee? Do you know about Phil's? You That's know, right. yeah, I know about it and I've had it. Um, and I would drink it more if I didn't if I had it nearby, but I don't have one close to me yeah i mean so what they what they do yeah so a lot of this third wave coffee thing that was happening for a while here was like eh, it was like single origin beans and like it was like wine like you have your pinot noir or whatever but what phil's did is they combined different single origin beans to come up with their own blend so they could call it whatever they want okay so it's like a rosé right 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 and i feel like i don't know i just came with this idea it's like we just come up with our own coffee roaster and com- combine different beans and name it after every band that's here. <laughs> that's super funny. Or different strands plan. of weed in, yes. in your drink. Cannabis. So it's a blend, your own weed blend with your own name. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's so fun. I can't wait for your show tomorrow. I have tickets. And um, yeah, I mean, we could just talk all the rest of the night probably about this album. I can't wait for it to drop at 12 o'clock. I'm going to be, uh, ping that at, and, um, uh, it's, it's, so it's, uh, Columbia Libya. And so you spell that C O L O or U M B A. Yeah. L I V I A. Yeah. Columbia Libya. It means rock pigeon in Latin. Yeah. That's great. We, uh, we were like, shooting around uh band names years and years ago and uh my bassist pete was like getting out of the car and we're just like floating names around and he's like okay i'm gonna send you a carrier pigeon for any names i think of i was like carrier pigeon that's it uh and then i was like looking online like who is carrier pigeon and there was already this like band in one wave that took carrier pigeon you know with like four followers and i was like oh, i can't have that name now because it's taken on instagram and facebook and then i don't know what i was doing but i was just looking at other birds 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's funny you said Rock pigeon, and then I saw Columbia, and I was like, I'm sick of fucking trying. Honestly. Yeah. That's the name. It's great. That's yeah. I mean, my own biological name is taken for an artist. I just uh. Yeah, I mean J.W. Blunt. That's how I mm-hmm. came up. I mean, like, yeah, I've always gone by J.W., but everything else was taken, even my own name. Right. There's too many humans out there. Yeah. It's crazy. There's almost there's gonna be ten billion of us in twenty fifty. Ten yeah. billion humans. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's like way too many. I think. I think it's too many. I mean it's just too many to like I don't know. Think about us all being one <laughs> in a way yeah because it's just like how can we all connect if there's we can hardly connect with like our 10 closest friends if we like connect as a world as 10 billion people i think we're bringing it back though with live music but that's how we're bringing it back exactly it's coming back because that hard. is the only way that actually all humans connect is that we all like music. If you don't like music, you're not actually human. You're an alien. <laughs> so that is the one way. It's true. Um, yeah, this has been so much fun. I, I, we're kind of winding down at the end of the show here. I um, I don't know if you want to play another song, or if you felt like playing some acoustic or whatever you're feeling like, or we can just... just... Let's, play, let's play Seed. Seed, yes, that's a good one. Um, and then we'll just call it a day. Call it at night. Wow, All this night. time, this daylight savings time is such a trip. Yeah, we got Christine, Columbia, Olivia here on the the uh, the show, twenty first in Florida, getting geared up for Amados tomorrow. The song is called Seed. Live Muty Radio. <laughs>
virtual audience is real. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to the JW Megawake Show. Christine, thanks for coming on to the show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. So fun. Your band rocks. I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Can't freaking wait. Looking forward to it. Woo! All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Got a comedy battle coming up. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we'll catch you next week.
are back. Ta-da! We never really went too far. No, we, we didn't. We went on and had a, had, a, had a quick smoke of some of that was on Spotify, so we were cheating tonight. But yeah, yeah. Well, what a great set that is. Um, if I had to define that set, I would say it was uh, songs you would have heard riding around with me in the mid '90s in my 1979 Ford Fairmont. It's the Fairmont mix. The Fairmont mix. The Fairmont mix. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely some shit we we would hear in that car. Um, yeah, some good stuff. We started that off with Operation Ivy with Knowledge. Yep. From there, we went to the Queers with I Hate Everything. Such a relatable song. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> especially you catch me in the morning. I, I, I that just like man, that song just the older I get, the the, the more that song makes sense. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> like, fuck everything. We got the we got, they're talking about even Jerry's ugly face. I was like, man, we got a Jerry Garcia mural there. Well, yeah, right next yeah. to our house. Yeah. So. So. Uh, from there, we went to the Cramps with Bend Over All Drive. <clears throat> <laughs> Dirty. Well, I'm calling shotgun then. Right. I, I don't know what to. I don't know what to say. Goodness, we can uh, take turns driving. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, now we're talking. We, from there, we went to the Rosillos with "Somebody's Gonna Get Their Head Kicked In Tonight," which I hope they don't. Yeah, but a right? uh, great song, all uh, all the same. Great song. Yeah. From there, uh, "Fear." I love living in the city. I do, and they, they actually touched on a lot of it, like, you know, shit on the streets and all that. And yeah, that. totally. Like, they got kicked off of the band from SNL for that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, John Belushi uh, 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 invited them in, and they were like, no, then they probably demanded it, and then like, no, we're never doing this again. Right, the audience was like all moshing and stuff, which was kind of unheard of in 1979 or whenever it was. Like, Well, I, I remember... Um, they did, they did a kind of a reunion their first time in ten years playing and they were, they they ended up playing the somber reptile in Atlanta that that place I always talk about and we always did a a battle of the bands to see who could uh, you know open up for the the next big touring band coming through and the local band Stopper um, uh, got got the opening gig and they basically played for like me I think Gene was there the sound man <laughs> and the bartender. And then they they played and it was like, and I remember uh, Dave from Stopper came up later. We're all like chatting, leaving up at the the bar, and he, he was a really nice guy actually. Like as much as, much as like this, and like, he looks all hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was he was a funny guy, and like. And I remember uh, Dave was like, oh, man, it was so great to open up for you. He's like, yeah, man, it's cool, man. Maybe someday you'll open up for us. And he's like, oh, shit. He, we he, we he, just he, did. We, uh, <laughs> and, and the funniest is uh, Ian from Stopper uh, is, uh, is no longer with us. Uh, he, he decided he was going to start talking a little shit to leaving. And was like, hey, so what's the deal with you doing that, like, guest spot? And, like, you know, who's the boss? And he's like, the fucking check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all just like all of us like maybe like four dollars between the three you know the six of us was like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. you got <laughs> paid point. all right 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 <laughs> but yeah he was uh, he was Mr. Clue and um in Clue in Clue and uh, yeah he, he he did he did a little acting <laughs> if you call it that here and there and uh, yeah the, apparently the check cleared I was and, gonna say uh, that's the more the moral of the story is the check the cleared. check cleared yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and we finished that set off with the Circle Jerks doing Red Tape. Red Tape. Yeah. The song, uh, even more true today than the, than the time they, they sang it, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, Jumping back in with some of our favorites, we're going to kick it off with uh, 
shadowy man on a shadowy planet with having an average weekend. Oh, before we do that, I was going to say, um, stay tuned to your uh, streaming services because there is a new season of Kids in the Hall coming. We are very excited with eight, for that. With eight episodes there. They, they've wrapped it up. Uh, I think it's coming in a... Like, like a spring or like next year, but uh, just in time for another lockdown. Yeah, we're very excited. We're big fans. Check it out. This is some music. Use your ears, I dare you.
Francisco Down on Potrero San Pancho's a great city Cosmopolitan and gritty But right across the bay Today is where I stay Not Berkeley, not Fremont Alameda or Piedmont I got to tell you all about it Cause it feels alright And creation, but the place I understand is my home, Oakland. Every place I go, when the people wanna know.